When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence. Welcome into another edition of Beyond the Hill on the Hilltopper Nation Podcast Network. I'm Tyler Eaton. Thank you for joining us. If you missed our latest episode with WKU football defensive coordinator and cornerbacks coach Clayton White, you can find that in all past and future editions of Beyond the Hill at wkusports.com slash podcast, as well as all major streaming platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. This episode's guest is former WKU baseball player Anderson Miller, an in-state recruit from Lexington, Kentucky. Miller bounced back from an injury his freshman season to earn all-conference honors in his sophomore and junior years. That standout junior campaign in 2015 saw Miller rank in the top five in Conference USA in home runs, runs scored, walks, triples, and slugging percentage. Following that junior season, Miller declared for the MLB draft and was selected 98th overall in the third round by the Kansas City Royals. Miller has stayed in the Royals' farm system since, playing the last two seasons for the Northwest Arkansas Naturals, Kansas City's AA affiliate. Unfortunately for Miller, the MLB canceled the minor league season due to the coronavirus pandemic, leaving him and thousands of minor league players across the country wondering what their next step is. In our interview, we'll discuss how Miller has handled the pandemic and how the lack of baseball has turned into a positive as he's been able to focus more on social justice issues. We'll also talk about what it was that drew Miller to WKU and how his time on the Hill prepared him to be a professional baseball player. Without further ado, let's go be Beyond the Hill with former WKU baseball player Anderson Miller. 
Anderson, I've been able to talk to multiple current athletes now. I've yet to been able to talk to, though, a, a baseball player. I've been able to talk to a softball player, but I'm sure it's different for a baseball player. So what have these last few months looked like for you trying to stay in shape and adjust to life with this coronavirus pandemic? Uh, man, it's been a, a lot of ups and downs, um, pros and cons. Obviously, I wish I could be out on the field getting to use my abilities right now, but uh, the positive side is that I've gotten to enjoy my summer and um, get some quality time at home with uh, family and do things that I normally don't get to do during the summertime. Now, you personally and a, and a lot of baseball players across the country were, were dealt a pretty big blow with the cancellation of the 2020 minor league season due to the coronavirus pandemic. So now what does that make your 2020, or at least the rest of 2020, look like knowing that that's not going to be a part of it? So I've been continuing to train and uh, work out like I have been during, like I do during the off season, you know, five, six days a week. But um, I've also gotten to branch out and, and do things and kind of take a look ahead and, and see what, um, what the future may hold for me. Um, you know, if baseball doesn't get a chance to completely return or whenever that does, how long, how long that may be, I, we don't know truthfully. Um, I've actually been in talks right now with the uh, Royals and um, WKU um, on going back to school and starting to uh, chip away at getting my degree and to graduate as a Hilltopper. I know I got drafted in 2015 as a, a junior, mm-hmm. and I still had a year of school left. And um, so I'm looking to uh, jump back into classes during the fall and uh, start to chip away at that and uh, be able to uh, – graduate and, and wave that towel one day like uh, some of my uh, teammates that came in with it. Now that's awesome. And on that point, I, w- I want to go back to your decision to come to WKU. For those that don't know, you are from Lexington, and there is a pretty big school in your backyard in Lexington. So what was it that in high school, in your senior year, and then ultimately making that decision to come to Western caused you to decide that you wanted to go to WKU to further your athletic and now we see educational career? For sure. Um well, that that school in my backyard, uh, they overlooked me growing up, um, which is no big deal. It kind of gave me a chip on my shoulder and gave me a um, underdog uh, mentality that I that I felt like WKU had as well. You know, kind of being the uh, the underdog in the state with uh, University of Louisville and University of Kentucky, and um, I felt like. As soon as I stepped on campus, you know, they, they really embraced that in every sport. And I feel like we've continued to see that time and time again, um, that, uh, we are, we're underdogs, but, uh, not to, not to count, to count the Hilltoppers out of the fight. And, um, you know, that, that really played a big part in, in my decision to go to Western. I felt like they were going to give me a chance to play and a, a chance to contribute early, but, um, you know, they made me just feel like family. That's what it's really about. You know, they, I felt cared about. They were actually Western was the uh, actually the first school to to offer me a full ride. Wow! And uh, in baseball, that is not as common as you would think. As in in base basketball and football, you know everybody on the team is getting a full ride. But in baseball and some of the smaller sports, I believe they have a uh, twelve and a half uh, scholarships to divvy up between thirty to 40, thirty to forty guys. Mm-hmm. So to to get a chance to uh, have a full ride and have school paid for. And also get to contribute on the field and um, be a part of something special on the Hill was uh, something that I really wanted to do. And, you know, it also just gave me a chance to kind of branch out a little bit and become my own man. Um, 
and develop relationships that I may not have gotten to by staying close to home and, uh, you know, going to UK or something like that. And honestly, I think going to Western was one of the best decisions I've ever made uh, in my life. And obviously that decision worked out pretty well as you would go on to, to be drafted. But when you look back at your time at WKU, like I said, obviously something had to click because you were successful there. What do you think it was most that resulted in you having such a successful run at WKU and, and helped prepare you the most for the professional level? To be honest, it was when I got hurt my freshman year. Hmm. So I'm not sure if you're familiar with the story or not, but I was starting as a, uh, a freshman and we were playing in Lexington against Kentucky and bases were loaded, uh, hit a ball back up the middle, um, scored two runs. So it was a two RBI double slid head first into second. And I felt a pop in my shoulder and I actually ended up tearing my labrum on this play. Wow. And so I lost my whole, fr- I lost the rest of my freshman year and I wasn't able to redshirt because I had played, um, too many games before they kind of changed what the redshirt rules look like mm-hmm. in college athletics, I think. Um, so I kind of lost everything or, or everything that I had worked for. And I got a, I got a summer to, uh, I made the decision to spend the summer at, in Bowling Green and uh, got an apartment there and spent that summer working out with uh, D Hall, Dwayne Hall, for you all who don't know. Mm-hmm. He's kind of the glue that keeps the, the hill together. He's behind the scenes, but you'll see him on the sidelines at basketball more now, but he's been around forever. Um, I would attribute a lot of my success to that summer with him. We were working out every morning, 6 a.m., um, running on the track and working out. And I just kind of started to, to develop a hunger during that um, time to, to be the best version of myself. And it also kind of happened at the same time that um, Kobe Bryant tore his Achilles. Um, oh, yeah. And I tore my labrum, and I ended up doing doing a little research, and those recovery times were about the same. And my kind of goal during that whole time was to uh, to beat Kobe back. <laughs> and <laughs> so I kind of developed that Mamba mentality that has been talked about so much in this year since we lost Kobe. But um, I ended up, making it back my sophomore year by the time the start of the season and didn't miss any games, didn't, didn't miss anything because of missing a red shirt. And, um, from there, I kind of never looked back. I just, I, that, that summer, like I said, really just made me hungry and, um, made me want to go after it with, with all I could. And, um, I couldn't have done it without the help of D hall and, uh, Dustin Wilson, who is also the uh, baseball trainer there. He's been around forever. Um, but man, that summer really changed things for me because after that I was invited to uh, the Cape Cod League, which was an opportunity that was um, every college baseball player's dream to go up there, play in the Cape, show off your stuff, work out at Fenway, hopefully grab scouts' attention. And, you know, I was lucky enough to do those things with, um, you know, God willing. But that was, that was really when things clicked for me. Well, this is now two straight episodes that we've had the Mamba mentality mentioned, and obviously that combined with everything else you said. I mentioned earlier, you were very successful in college. By the time that you had decided to go to the draft after your junior year, you were all over the top of the Conference USA leaderboards. I, I, I want to go to that moment specifically that you were drafted in the third round of the 2015 MLB draft by the Kansas City Royals. What was that moment like? 
knowing that you were officially a professional baseball player and all that hard work, at least for a moment, with a lot still left ahead, at least for a moment it paid off and you were a pro? I, I remember, so the draft was um, was on TV for day one. Rounds one and two are on TV, and uh, rounds, rounds three through five are day two. And uh, talking to my agent, Hunter Bledsoe, he was telling me there was a chance to go late day one, but uh, to keep to keep my eyes and uh, keep my phone close on on uh, day two early, and I was just kind of watching it in the background, not trying to just sit there and be glued to it, but not <laughs> think about it at the same time. Right. And sure enough, my phone rang, and I saw my name on the screen at the same time my phone was ringing, and I just kind of broke down into tears, man. And I remember that phone call and you know, them asking me if I wanted to be a Kansas city Royal. And obviously the answer to that is absolutely. <laughs> and then the the best part about that was getting to call my dad and just tell him I did it, man. I did it. And that was, yeah, I just got goosebumps talking about that, man. But that, that really was, everything kind of came full circle, man. And especially within that year. Like I said earlier, I got hurt my freshman year at UK and junior year we played at UK that season and we were down going into the ninth inning with two outs yep. and they decided to pitch to me and I was able to hit a hit a home run and tie up the game mm-hmm. and you know all that stuff just it was just like everything came full circle it was like you couldn't just like you know sports are, there's some things you just can't make up which is the beautiful part about it so man it was just it was unbelievable all of that now what's even more poetic for your journey is that I guess the irony of sports doesn't end there because you've since gotten a chance to play in your hometown too uh, during some stints with the Lexington Legends. Uh, what is that, and I guess your minor league experience as a whole been like? Man, that was kind of like a that was like a Cinderella. Like <laughs> uh, it'll never be better than that, man. I was I was staying at home playing ball, professional ball. My friends coming to pack out the Pepsi party deck. <laughs> I had my own. I had my own bobblehead. <laughs> I hit a home run on the first pitch of the bobblehead night. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, like, that stuff was crazy, man. It was literally like a movie. <laughs> you couldn't write it up any better than that. <laughs> no, you, you really couldn't You really couldn't make this stuff up. But um, on another note, like, since, since leaving Lexington and kind of getting into the double-A higher-level part of things where – not not as many people get to it has become a it's been more up and down and you know there's been times where i've kind of been just left out or overlooked and you know with the with the 60 man rosters being that came out this year kind of being one of those opportunities uh you know where that thing where that same type of uk uofl western thing happened where it just felt like i got overlooked um so that was a tough pill to swallow a couple of weeks ago. So um, this summer um, has kind of taken on a new meaning. It feels a lot like my freshman, my freshman slash sophomore summer when um, I had a chance to come back stronger than I had ever been, better than I had ever been, and, and never look back. And I'm, I'm hoping that this summer it ends up being another one of those opportunities that um, you never look back from. So I'm actually really excited to get back out there, but in the meantime, I'm continuing to work, you know, I'm continuing to work like, like Toby did. And like I did my freshman, my freshman year. And 
I know that the best is yet to come. It's just a matter of when, I guess. Now, one thing that you've also, I guess, continued to, to work on, and now we've seen our country has come together to start to work on, is this recent push for social justice, not just in social media, but we've started to see it really get put into action. Uh, you've been very vocal about that as well. What conversations have you been able to have with other people on the subject of social justice and what are you planning to do, or I guess hoping to see, come from this push that we're seeing in America and have seen now over the past over over a month now? Man, um, this is this is a beautiful a beautiful thing that I'm getting an opportunity to talk about this on this platform, and I don't know how many people will get to hear this podcast. Hopefully, more than more than I can think of or imagine. But you know. When everything happened in early June, and I was just kind of with George Floyd and, you know, Breonna Taylor here in Louisville, where I live now currently, and I have a house um, with my wife here, um, there's been a lot of unrest, and I've just been trying to figure out and just been praying about what, what what's my role in all of this, especially with me being a uh, biracial, half-black, half-white American male in today's society with the, with an ability to use my platform of baseball to kind of amplify my voice. And I've been trying to do my part by, um, talking, talking to as many people as I can. I've actually been lucky enough to sit down in some zoom meetings with, um, our, our GM Dayton Moore and our assistant GM. And, um, we were able to talk through some things and talk through some topics, um, moving forward about, you know, what, what does what does kneeling for the anthem look like? Do you have our back in that? Do you have our support and do do we have your support in that? And I've been able to have conversations with people that maybe they wouldn't feel safe having with somebody that is black that coming from white people. And uh, you know, I've I've just feel like I've kind of view myself as a buffer zone where where it's a safe place for both people to come and talk to. So I've actually been busy during all this stuff and. You know, I've, I've been having conversations and continuing to try and speak out and talk as much through Instagram and um, face-to-face as much as I can, obviously, with COVID permitting. Um, I've had a chance to talk to some teams in uh, um, urban-slash-west Louisville um, that is a predominantly uh, minority team and gotten a chance to talk to them, and, and that's been a beautiful opportunity. And another one of those pros that, has come from not being able to play because maybe I wouldn't be able to have those opportunities to come show up in person and try to make an impact in the ways that I can without the season um, being on hold. Now, you mentioned getting to speak to groups, and I want to ask you this to, to wrap things up. What has been your message and what is your message in regards to social justice and the changes that you want to see in America, not just now, but as we continue, once the riots are over, once we see everything calm down, what do you want to see actually come from this? What changes do you want to see in America? I think, I think that my, my message that I've been trying to relay the most and have repeated the most is that the only way that we're going to come through this and, and what's going to outlast everything is love, you know, love love for people that don't look like you or people that don't do the same things that you do and for people to continue to keep having conversations and for us as a as a nation and as communities and athletes to not to not let up our foot on the gas and using our platform to continue to talk and and use our voices and let our voices be heard that um you know we're writing what a new normal looks like and things that have been normalized in our country in the past 
are, are no longer okay. And, and, and things that have been said in locker rooms and in social settings are no longer okay. And that it's going to take everyone to, to make these things happen. And that, you know, just because you aren't black or you aren't a minority, you do have a part to play in this. And that's the beautiful thing is that we're all in this together. And, you know, all I, all I can hope for is that we continue to grow forward and grow closer together as a, as a people and as a country. And the only way we're going to do that is continue to love on each other, keep having those difficult conversations with good intentions and continue to be understanding and listening and to keep that same energy of wanting to progress this country and progress, progress what, what a new normal looks like, even after, like you said, the riots and the protests that, that we can continue to use our voices because this is going to take time. Like this is, this is so much deeper than just our generation. This stuff, as we've continued to see, goes back, you know, generation, generation after generation after generation. And, and we're undoing that. And, you know, we have, a, we have a role to play. And my hope is that we can continue to work and leave the world, of, the world a better place than we found it. And, you know, for those that are in athletics, to, to use, use your voices and platforms to leave the world of sports a, a more... Uh, unified in a better place than we found it as well. Well, Anderson, I really appreciate you taking the time to join us. Continue to stay safe, stay healthy, and I wish you nothing but the best, especially in continuing to spread that positive message. That's one we need to hear, and I'm glad you brought it to the podcast. I really appreciate it, Anderson. Absolutely. Uh, I appreciate the opportunity, and uh, go Tops. A big thank you to former WKU baseball player Anderson Miller for joining us on Beyond the Hill. Another reminder, if you've missed any past episodes or you want to make sure you're in the loop on upcoming episodes of Beyond the Hill or anything else going on on the Hilltopper Nation podcast network, visit wkusports.com slash podcast. As always, stay posted to WKU Sports social media for information on upcoming episodes, guests, and other events and stories within Hilltopper Nation. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time on Beyond on the Hill on the Hilltopper Nation Podcast Network. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.